have a baby dedication today. We're also going to pray over a bottle of oil before we start uh, in the service. And uh, while I'm waiting, I I'm, I'm just feel, let me just tell you what I feel before I preached. I feel we need to just touch the throne of God. I went to a service, I went to an apostolic service on Thursday because my friend was preaching there, Brother E.B. Paul right there, Pastor, there's a car right here that's in the something that's blocking. Okay, uh, license plate A-T-N-F-W-O-K. I guess that's A-T-N-F-W-O-K, is that right? Yeah, that's right. What that is is uh, if you block that, if you block it, we can't get anybody else on the overflow. So if you give your key to an usher, they'll be glad. Brother West, if you'll take her key, one of the ushers can move it for her. Thank you, sir. Let me bring my mind back to what I was saying. I went to an apostolic church. Thursday night service. A friend of mine was going to preach. He wanted me to go. I've preached there before. He wanted me to go just as support. And I went. Their theme was fire. If you remember back three or four weeks ago, I preached, but by my spirit. And then I preached a few weeks two weeks or three weeks, maybe somewhere in there, fighting fire with fire. Amen. So I believe that God has given the church and the shepherds, the pastors, the understanding that now is the time that the fire from heaven needs to be settling on God's people. More now than ever, church, we need to have the fire of the Holy Ghost burning inside us, consuming us to the place where we can't we, can, it, we can't contain it. We want to share it with everyone. So bear with me with what I'm going to speak, teach, treach, whatever you want to call it tonight or today. Reading out of John 2, 1 through 11. I feel in my spirit today, let me say this, church, what I believe in my spirit is that God is going to do a great work. A great work and a greater work than what we've ever seen before. Amen. It said, and the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, woman, not in a, not in a, 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 a disrespectful way, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come, meaning he had not been crucified yet. He had not left this world so that the comforter could come back. His mother saith unto the servants, Listen, whatsoever he saith unto you to do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone. After the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firklings, or firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. They filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it, meaning pour it out, give it to them. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, I think in the book of Acts it talks about they knew not whence it cometh, where it goeth. Oh, come on. I know you just, you just, I know I'm out there all by myself. That's all right. That's all right. Me and Jesus. I told the, I told the young people, just me and Jesus. Amen. Whence it was. But the servants which drew the water knew the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. And saith unto him, every man at the beginning doth normally, normally sets out the good stuff first. To get your head a little bit buzzy so that when I give you the cheap stuff, you won't know what it is. You won't be able to tell that I done gave you the counterfeit. 
Oh, oh, good one. And when men have well drunk, then that's when they bring out the worst stuff. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. Amen. You may be, deceit, you may be seated in Jesus' name. I, I'm praying that this will, I'm praying that something will be said that will reach you today. Amen. I, I believe that God has a word for you. I'm not here to prophesy today. I'm here to tell you God has brought a word for you. And if you will hear it, God will do a work in you. So the title for this is They Wanted Wine. Many people have lost the wine anointing of the Holy Spirit in their life. Amen. Unfortunately, there is often a long time between the time we lose something and the time we begin to miss it. I'll say that again. There is often a long time between the time we lose something and the time we begin to miss it and then eventually wish we had it back again. Can I get an amen? Because I can tell you something. There's been, I've lost a t-shirt that I really enjoyed and, there, and I, 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 I couldn't find that t-shirt and it took me a while and I just wasn't complete without that t-shirt. I know that sounds silly. Lose a pair of good tennis shoes that really fit good on your feet that when you walk, you don't have no bunion hurting, no, no soles of your feet hurting. They just feel just right, Amen. You lose them, you want to find them. And if you can't find them, you want to go buy the same replica of the same shoe. And the bad thing is they've changed that shoe and you can't find that shoe anymore. Right? I hate it. I, I buy... Well, never mind. But uh, hear me when I say when you get something that fits good or feels good, you don't want to lose it, right? Amen. The problem is that sometimes you know you buy some extra shoes. Because they're on sale. So you start putting them foot in there, trying them on. You set the ones that you know are always right for the feet. So you set them aside. Right? And you start walking in these other shoes. Man, they just don't feel like. They don't feel like my New Balance 998 or 9688, whichever one that one is that I wear. I don't know which one it is. Just a New Balance shoe that just gives me the comfort that I need. But these other shoes I bought, they got the right emblem on them, right? They got an emblem on them. They name brand. They should be just right. But they just don't do me like my New Balances do me. When I went to look for the New Balances, I couldn't find the New Balances, and I thought, world is upside down same way with the holy ghost we come we we don't we don't keep going back to the well for the holy ghost to be renewed in our life amen we just sometimes take it for granted that we got the holy ghost and then we just keep you come, we come, we, oh, it's good to get our hands up in the air. It's good to have somebody singing worship and, and leading us in praise and worship. And if you did not make it on Friday night, you missed a powerful time of worship and praise. Amen. We had a great time in the Lord. Brother Aaron did a great job of hosting it and did a fabulous, our, our choir, our, our group did a great job. Thank you for that. Amen. You missed a great time in the Lord. But the bottom line is there are times that we lay something that we have that the Holy Ghost has been what has kept us. We put it over here and we, we, we come in, we sit down where it is, and then we get up and we leave the Holy Ghost right where we left it. And we go out into the world. We deal with the world. We deal with sin. We deal with things that are going on around us. People cussing. People talking about their wife. People talking about their husband. Children, all the stuff that is negative to destroy what God has put in us. And then we, 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 we don't know, we don't know to go back and pick it up, which we need to pick it up every time you come into the house of God, you need to have the Holy Ghost on. Amen. When you leave the house of God, you need to take the Holy Ghost out with you. Amen. You need to walk in the Holy Ghost, talk in the Holy Ghost, speak in the Holy Ghost, witness in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They wanted the wine. They wanted the good stuff. But they ran out. Many of us run out. 
Many of us run out of the Holy Ghost. And then we forget where it came from. We forget how to get back there. Notice Jesus was there with his disciples, where, but, but, but still there was no wine even though Jesus was there. Jesus is here and there's still no move of the Holy Ghost. He's in the midst right now. You want the Holy Ghost, you can have the Holy Ghost right now. He's here. It's the same way as it was there. He was standing amongst them. And they're like, well, whatever he said, mama said, whatever he said, you just do it. I'm telling you, Holy Ghost is here today. And if you'll just hear what thus saith the man of God, you can receive the Holy Ghost today with fire. Amen. Fire to do the work in the kingdom of God. Fire to withstand the fiery darts of this world. Fire to be able to be powerful in your community, powerful to be uh, uh, fire to be powerful in witnessing to your family and to your friends. I believe it is possible to be in the presence of Jesus and not be ministered to. Depends on if you want to be ministered to. Right? I can be in the presence of my father and him minister to me and tell me don't do it. That's not the way. Don't do it that way because something bad is going to happen and, and I just sit there in his presence, right? I'm here. Okay, yeah, I hear you. And then not do it. So the same way it is with Jesus, we can be in the presence of Jesus and be ministered to by him and not make a move. And his presence is here. Martha took Jesus into her house but never took the time to know him. You understand what I'm saying? We come to the house of God and we never take time to get to know him. We come to the house of God and we worship him, but we don't know who we really worship. Amen. We come to the house of God and we, we raise our hands and, and we pray and we seek the face of God, but we really don't know who we're worshiping. Too many things in this world are coming at us at different directions. False doctrine, false teachers, speaking prophets that don't know nothing about Jesus. But yet we want to take and receive every bit of property that he sends us. And the devil brings it whatever, wherever there is a, uh, a true, there's a counterfeit. Amen. So you must know. Mary makes an observation. They have no wine, Jesus. Some has, has, some, someone has to be the prophet of the hour. You understand, it's not always easy to get up as a pastor, a shepherd, and preach the word of God that, he, that God has given me to preach. You know, yes, I would like to see the church fuller than what it is. Yes, I would see, like to see more people being filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. But the, my job is not to entertain you. My job is not to appease you. My job is to lead you to Calvary, to lead you to repentance, to lead you to baptism in Jesus' name, to lead you to the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That's my job. Whether you pay me or not, that's my job. He's called me to do his work, and that's what I have to do. I didn't call, I've not been called to have you as my friend. Though I love you, though I love you, someone has to, has to be the prophet of the hour. Somebody has to be able to discern the spiritual condition of us that's around us right now. I am... I'm, let me tell you something. You know, I feel such a pushback right now in the spirit. You know, I asked the church to pray and let's worship God without singing and everything else because we need a breakthrough. We've lost. The church has lost the spirit of God in them. We want healing, but we want a microwave healer. We want, heal we want you to do it all, Pastor. We want you to do the healing. I don't have the healer. I'm not the healer. The only one is I serve the healer, and he is able to heal. I'm not the deliverer. I serve the deliverer. I'm not salvation. I serve salvation. 
I'm the one that serves him and we must serve him if we want to see the power and the glory of God in our lives. Amen. I've talked about going through the valley and getting to the other side. Everybody's crying going through the valley. You need to be giving God glory going through your valley because there's glory on the other side of that valley. There's victory on the other side of that valley and there's going to be power, joy unspeakable and full of glory once you get through the valley. Woo! Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost victory. I'm not on the, on the mountaintop all the time. Most of the time I'm in the valley. Struggling just like you. But I got my eyes on Jesus. I don't have my eyes on nobody else. My eyes are not on you, sis. My eyes are not on you, brother. My eyes are on Jesus. I'm hoping you come along, but I'm not watching you. If you can't worship God, that's okay, because I'm going to worship God. I'm coming through the valley of the shadow of death. I will not fear no evil. Oh, I know it looks bleak for some of you. I know it looks bad for some of you. But if you would just pick up the Holy Ghost again and get a hold of it again. The woman who had an issue of blood, she knew how to get a hold of him. She got tired, sick and tired. Doctors taking her money. People pushing her around. Telling her she didn't belong here anymore. You are unworthy to be out in public. But she pressed her way through. They were like, get away, you unclean woman. You get away, you filthy thing, you. She began, finally, it was so bad getting on the top. She just started crawling. I've got to touch Jesus. I've got to get to glory. I've got to touch the hem of his garment. I've got to feel the power of Jesus. I believe that somebody would get to the place that they felt like I need to touch Jesus. I don't care what sister so-and-so says and I don't care what brother so-and-so says. Just get out of my way. I'm going to touch Jesus today. You better watch out because when the elbows start flinging, go get on a metro bus. Or Metro Rail. I won't do that to you. They're just like, you know, get back. I got to, this is my turn. If we only understood the importance of being in the presence of an almighty God, in the presence of the Holy Ghost, we'd be like, get out of my way. I got to get to him. I've got to get to the power. I've got to get to the glory. I've got to get to the anointing. I've got to get to where he is. You don't want him, you give me yours. You don't want him, give me all yours. I'll take it. Somebody has to be bold enough to address the condition. Proverbs 27, 6 says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of the enemy are deceitful. I'll tell you what it says in the Amplified. It says it like this. Faithful are the wounds of a friend who corrects out of love and concern. If I didn't care about you, let me tell you what I would do. I'd talk to you like Joe Olsen. We talked about him today. I'd talk to you like T.D. Jakes. Y'all just keep the cards and letters coming. I'll teach to you the way they like to teach. I'll speak to you the way they like to speak. But there's a day of judgment coming. All that great oratorial skills that they've got, all their money they've got, 
all their big congregations they've got, they're going to stand before the same God that I got to stand before. And when he asked them, how much salvation did you preach? How much cross did you preach? How much forgiveness did you preach? How much repentance did you preach? How much separation did you preach? And they can't say anything. They're going to have a problem on their hands. But as for me and my house, I'm going to stand on God's word. He's going to be able to judge me by the word of God. I'm not here to make it wealthy here on earth. I'm here to make it to heaven. I'm not here to be a rich man. Not on earth. I'm here to be rich in heaven. And whatever... They wanted wine. Didn't want to pay for the real wine. There's a price. There's a price. It's a price to have the Holy Ghost having it operate in you. Thank you, baby. There's a price to have, price to be paid. Thank you. Double thank you. (laughs) There's a price to be paid. Everybody wants to walk in, feel the presence of God, and do nothing to stay in the presence of God. Churches are full today where people Love God, but they don't know God. There's a way to know God, and that way is to have a relationship with God. Not for what I want, but only for what I need. It's important to have a relationship with Him. But he says, fearful are the wounds of a friend who corrects out of the love, out of love and concern. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Because they serve his hidden agenda. That's what the devil does. Many times when our deepest needs are addressed, it feels like a wounding, but it is if a broken bone sets wrong, it has it has to be rebroken in order to be right. You break a bone, if it doesn't get set right or get set, it heals in whatever position it broke in. You've got to go back in and break that bone and put it reset it so that it's right. And most of the time, it's got to be done with pens and plates. Got a gentleman, it's an acquaintance. He's a good guy, but he's an acquaintance. Relatively good guy. Good mechanic. Early in his years, he snapped a leg. And I can't remember which leg it was. But if he pulled his pants leg up, his femur sits over here. And his foot sits there. So it's like that. That's the way his leg looks. Foot's still over there, but the leg's broke and bent right there, right? So he went to the doctor, and the doctor said, there's really not a whole lot I can do for you now. It's been broken too many years. If I was to break that, try to reconstruct that, you'd probably be crippled for the rest of your life. So he had to make a decision in his mind, which that, that being broke, guess what else it did? It affected the hip. That'll preach too. When the Holy Ghost gets weak and not there, it'll affect your walk with God. His his leg affected his walk naturally, and it, it affected it so bad that the hip has to be replaced. And they don't know if the if even replacing it with a hip is going to work because of the force that that leg puts on the hip, it'll probably affect the new hip. He'll probably be back in with metal shavings and problems like that. 
So now he's at another dilemma, 55 years old. He's got quite a bit of ways to go still for working. I told him, I'll tell you what I told him. I serve a doctor that's a healer. I said, if you'll believe the same doctor I believe in, I believe that we could touch that leg and that God would straighten that leg up in Jesus' name. I believe that I could touch the hip of your socket and God heal that hip in Jesus' name. Pop me another top. I just don't, I can't believe in all that stuff. Okay. Live with it. Live with it. I serve a God that is able to do anything. When he said all things are possible through him, I believe his word. When he said we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us, I believe the word of God. If he said these signs shall follow them that believe, I believe his word. Amen. Would God's people ever come together long enough and stand on the promises of God and his word and have a uh, have a vessel full of the power of the Holy Ghost and operate in the gifts of the Holy Ghost God will do miraculous things in our house and outside our four walls sometimes wounding is required to bring wholeness John 2 and 1 and on the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee and, and the mother of Jesus was there Wine also speaks of fullness, okay? As water is the basic requirement for, uh, of life. Wine is that which surpasses the basic requirement. It does not replace the, uh, or negate the necessity of water. Fill the water pots with water, but with excel. With, let it overflow. Jesus said, I, have, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. You see, Jesus came as the door to open the door to the abundant life of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is the door. And when he speaks of the Holy Spirit, we're speaking of that which surpasses, excels, supersedes in quantity and quality. Amen. When the Holy Ghost is full, you, 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 how many of you remember, you know, the bad part is we get the Holy Ghost and we burn up every phone, every door, every street, every store we go into. People go, who in the world was that? Six months down the road, they're wondering where, where is that crazy guy that was talking about Holy Ghost? Where's that guy that was banging on my door? Hey, I got to tell you about something good. Let me in. I want to tell you about the goodness of God. Let me tell you where God took me from, what God delivered me from. Right? We, 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 we get the Holy Ghost. See, we don't, there's joy. Joy comes from the Holy Ghost. Even when life is depressing, there's still joy in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you. And, and life brings a bunch of negative stuff. <clears throat> life brings <clears throat> things that are difficult to deal with. I look at people, I look at people who don't know Jesus, and I'm just going to leave it like that. I'm going to tell you what, with what I know now, I would not want to go through what they have to go through without my Lord. I want to go, I, I feel like a daddy, I know that sounds crazy, but I feel like I just want to go over to them. I want to hold them, and I want to say, if you only knew. If you only knew. If you would give him an opportunity, if you would just give him a chance, amen, he would turn this thing around for you. But you're going to have to come out of where you are. You're going to have to stop dabbling in the stuff you dabble with. You got to stop saying the things you say. You got to stop thinking the way you think. You got to stop acting the way you think. You got to step stop doing the things that you do. You know, we now they want to call me legalistic. I don't drink no more. That's not because I I could drink now. Right? I could drink. I don't desire to drink. I'll tell you why. Because he delivered me from being an alcoholic. I don't want to go back to an alcoholic. 
I could smoke cigarettes right now. I, matter of fact, you can hand me one right now and I'll fire it up. Not in the church. I'm smart enough not to do that in the house of God. But I don't want to do that. You can roll me my thing. I, I, I'm just saying. I don't desire that thing anymore. When I changed my dance partner from Satan to Jesus, I didn't want to have those things in my life anymore. I didn't want to dabble in that stuff anymore. I didn't want to entertain that spirit anymore. I wanted to entertain his spirit. I wanted to live for Jesus. Ain't that right, Brother Thompson? Amen. Me and my brother come from the same cloth. Amen. Same cloth. But, but when Jesus, but Jesus, but Jesus came inside, drove all them desires out. I don't even have to say I, I, I'm an alcoholic, drug addict. i tell you what I was. I'm no longer that. I met a young man in this funeral yesterday. He said, I'm a recovering alcoholic for six years. I said, okay. I said, do you know Jesus? No, but I got my spiritual walk. I said, okay. So you have, when you greet me, you have to tell me, hey, my name's David. I'm, a, uh, I'm an alcoholic. I said, well, I'm Alan Reynolds. I used to be a drug addict. I used to be an alcoholic. I used to be a womanizer. I used to be separated. I used to be, I used to be, and I used to be. But now, I said, I have no desire. I don't even have to tell you that I was. I'm just telling you what I used to be, that I'm no longer that man, that I'm now a new creature in Christ Jesus. I've been delivered. I've been set free. And I don't look at you and go, I once was, I once was. Ah, I, I once was, but I'm no longer that same man. I'm not bashful to tell you. He was like, you know, I was recovering alcoholic. I'm like, dude, come on. You ain't got no spirit if you got to look at me down like that and tell me you were recovering. Because you ain't got what I got. I know that's not proper English or vernacular in our new, new day and age, but that's just what I am. I'm sorry. You get what you get. Okay? But I ain't the drug addict that I used to be. I'm not the drug dealer I used to be. I'm not the womanizer I used to be. I'm not the alcoholic I used to be. I'm a saint, a child of God. I'm living for Jesus. I'm fighting for Jesus. I'm driving the devil back as much as I can. I'm punching him out high and low. When we speak of the Holy Spirit, we are speaking of that which surpasses, excels, supersedes in quantity and quality. The book of Acts called is called the Acts of the Apostles. It should more appropriately be called the Acts of the Holy Ghost through the Apostles. Which should be, this church should actually be called the Apostles with the Holy Ghost or the, the Holy Ghost Apostles going out and doing the work. The book of Acts reveals the work and ministry of the Holy Ghost and in in and through the church. When we speak of the Holy Ghost, we're speaking of life. Because it brings life. I was destined to die. I was destined to die. Once overdosed on cocaine. Should have died in a car accident many a times. I don't even know why he had mercy on me. He didn't need to have mercy on me. I didn't deserve his mercy. I used his name in vain. He should have just said, done. But he knew there was something in the future. Just like he knows there's something in the future for each and every one of you. Though you once were this, if you will get the Holy Ghost, you'll no longer be that again. The terms used to describe him are 
are, 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 are all about concerning life, fire, oil, rivers of water, wine, wind. The effects of the spirit baptism are many. They are characterized by the word full of full or fullness just as Jesus promised life abundant. Amen. In Acts 2.13, these men were full of new wine. Acts 6 and 3, wherefore, brethren, look, at, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom, whom we may appoint over the business. The Amplified says it like this. Therefore, brothers, choose from among you seven men with good reputations, men of godly character and moral integrity, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. Yes. Acts 6, 5 says, and, they, and the saying uh, pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip and, and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timian and Parmenius and Nicholas, a, a, a proselyte of Antioch. This, the, in the Amplified says it like this, the suggestion pleased the whole congregation that they had selected Stephen because he was a man full of faith. In Christ Jesus, filled with the and led by the Holy Spirit. And Philip and all them. I'm not even going to go through all them names. Them tongue twisters. But, but anyway, it pleased them. Acts 6 and 8 says it like this. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. He couldn't have done miracles among the people unless he had been full of the Spirit. Amplified says it like this, now Stephen, full of grace, divine blessing and favor and power was doing great wonders and signs, attesting miracles among the people. I'm coming in for the landing. Acts 4, 1 through 14 says, and as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple of the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. They didn't like, the false prophets didn't like all that. They laid hands on them. They were angry. Laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day. They were put into a prison to evening time. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed and the number of them was about 5,000. It came to pass now the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Ananias the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together in Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked by what power? What power? Take it, you, got, you got all the scriptures, sis? To take it on down what I gave you? Did you? Okay, brother. So, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have ye done this? Whose authority are you on? Whose name are you coming in? Who are you healing these people with? Then Peter filled Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he said unto them, you rulers of the people and you elders of Israel. Nine. If we this day be examined of good deed done, we don't know why you would be upset that good things are happening. Why would you be angry if someone came up and got healed? Why would you be angry if someone was delivered of a drug addiction? Why would you be angry if someone was healed from AIDS? Why would you be angry if a murderer was forgiven? Why would you be angry if an adulterous relationship was put back together? Because these are all good deeds. Done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole. Verse 10. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus. Woo, there's power in the name of Jesus. 
Christ of Nazareth, whom ye whom you crucified. Whom you said, let Barabbas live, take Jesus, crucify him. Who was opening blinded eyes, opening deaf ears, healing a woman with an issue of blood. Whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. And you still want to find out who we believe in. This is the stone which is set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. I think that was where I stopped, didn't it? No. Neither is there salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter, I wish, I wish I had some Peters. And I don't know how to call a girl that name, so we just say some girls, ladies, men and women. Let me just, let me rephrase it. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, I wish we had some men and women that had boldness and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled. Listen, I don't care whether you perceive me as being unlearned, ignorant, whatever. Know this. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with. If I've been with Jesus, that's all you need to know. Amen. If you've been with Jesus, that's all anybody needs to know. You need to have a relationship with Jesus. The only way to know you've had a relationship with Jesus that when you come to somebody... And they say, I got an infirmity. And you go, okay, I'll have somebody pray for you. When you've been with Jesus, I'm praying for you right now. In Jesus' name. They could die between me getting back to church and asking a prayer request. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you already putting it into action. Not waiting for it to get back to the church. You just go ahead and lay hands on them in Jesus' name. You have the same power that the pastor has. You have the same power that the apostles had. You have that power to lay hands on the sick and the sick be healed. You have power to pray over them. And they will marvel because they're going to go, where did that come from? But because you have the authority through the Holy Ghost and use the name of Jesus, you've got all power. Verse 14, and beholding the men which was healed, standing with them. Well, now they couldn't say nothing. I know that's not proper English either. That's nothing. That's not nothing. That's nothing. But they couldn't say anything. Right? They couldn't say nothing. They had to stand there. And, okay, well, I can't fight against that. He's done been healed. I, 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 I can't fight against that. If we as God's people would begin to walk out boldly. Lay hands on the sick. And when we find that we're weak and our Holy Ghost is not where it belongs, that we would get on our knees and begin to seek the face of God, desiring the power of God to fill us up and to be on fire. They saw the boldness. Acts 13, 52 said, and the disciples were filled with joy. You know why you need the Holy Ghost? Joy. The Holy Ghost brings joy. Ephesians 5.18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Acts 2.39, we know 2.38 said, repent and be baptized everyone in. This is after Peter, after they realized that Peter had, uh, 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 that this is after they realized they had crucified the Messiah. They went to Peter and said, what must we do? Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. 39 said, for the promise. I want, I, I want you to know this scripture defeats everyone that says that was for the day. I want you to understand this is for the generation now. It said for the promises unto you in this era and your children 
And to all that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Go ahead and give me 40 since we're going to go ahead and finish it up. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this talk. Okay. I can't imagine how untoward that generation was. So he already had foresight to know what our generation was going to be like to begin to put it in words so that we would already understand that we better get some things in the place spiritually if we're going to make it into the kingdom of God. Give me 41. I have one more, right? Then they that... What's that say? So that means they didn't go. Does that look like glad? Who is he talking to? He's got that word all twisted up, messed up. But it said, then they that gladly received his word were baptized and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So that tells me that anybody that receives the word of God gladly, the Holy Ghost is coming. There's tongues going to begin to fire up inside you. Holy Ghost fire is going to begin to pour out all around you. Luke eleven 13, I'm coming to an end. I'm telling you, Luke eleven thirteen. if ye then be evil, know, know, uh, know how to give good gifts unto your children. Now, I don't think, I, I know I was evil at one time. Okay, and I admit I was evil. But now the scripture, you know, you know, Lord has a way of bringing you back to reality. If you, Alan, then being evil, knew how to give your children before you served me. Okay, before I even came into your life, before I cleaned you up from your drugs, your alcohol, your, your, your nastiness and everything else, gave your children gifts. Good gifts, yes, thank you. Good gifts. Under your children. How much more? I feel the Holy Ghost. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? Woo! Oh, Lord Jesus. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Restore me with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give it to you to amplify because this really breaks it down to you in a better way. If you, then being evil, that is your sinful self, by nature, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask Him? See, they wanted wine. Mary said this is the prerequisite to the second blessing of the Holy Spirit. Many people have lost the wine anointing in their lives. Fortunately, there's often a long time between, I said this again, I'm going to say it again, there's an, unfortunately, there's often a long time between losing something and finding something. John 7, 37 says, in the last days, that great day of the feast, and in closing, I'm closing right now. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. Matthew said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew 21, 22 said, and, and all things whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. I don't know. How, how many of you, I'm going to ask you this question if you stand with me. How many are satisfied with just simple survival? I don't know how many of you get emails. I get this survival guide email telling me how I can survive in the apocalypse or whatever you call it. Apocalypse. They told me what kind of knife to buy. Told me what kind of rations to buy. They told me what kind of clothes to have. 
right? They're preparing me for a doomsday. Let me tell you something. I'm only doing one thing to prepare for doomsday. I'm checking my spirit. I'm checking my, my walk, my life, my soul, my salvation where I am right now. I'm asking God, if he was to come today, would he, when I meet him at the judgment seat, would he say, well done, thy good and faithful servant? Or would he say, depart from me, for I know you not? Those are the words I do not want to hear from Jesus when he looks at me dead square in my eyes. Because he's not going to be afraid to look at me in my eyes. He's going to look me right in my eyes and he's going to say, hey, son. There were some things that you had going on in your life. But the shepherd kept saying, hey, it's time to renew. It's time to restore. It's time to get some things right. It's time to, to make sure my life is where it belongs with Jesus. And yet while he was... While he was preaching it, you just said, I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. I'm young. Right? I can relate to that because I used to say that. You know, God, if you split the clouds glory, I'm just dropping down real quick and saying my prayer and getting on in, right? But the Bible talks about it being in what? Twinkling. What? Come on now, church. Y'all need to know that scripture. Twinkling, right? How many of you know what a twinkle? I can't even, I, I don't even know how to make a twinkle. Okay, but a twinkle's pretty fast because if you look at a star, it just like, it twinkles. In the, right? Twinkle, twinkle, little star, right? At least that's what I was taught. So in a twinkle of an eye, twinkle. What could get out your mouth and twinkle? Try to say, try to say, Jesus is a twinkle. Twinkle. My brain don't even get to G. Or Jay, right? Understand there's a day coming. I know it sounds funny. I know that it's, there's some humor in it. But the honest, honestly, Jesus is coming back for a people. And when we all go to heaven on the day of judgment, he's going to begin to look over the book of life. As I stand before him, he's going to say, Alan, he may call me pastor. I don't know. He may, he may not even call me. I don't know what he's going to call me. But he's going to, I'm going to assume he say, Alan, because I wouldn't know anything else to say. But he's going to say, son. He may even call me son. I don't know. He's going to say, son. There were times in the night that I would call you. There were souls that I needed you to pray for. And you chose sleep over praying for those souls. And you never got it right. I was going to say, there were people that you could have witnessed to, but you chose not to witness to them. Their souls are on your head. But Jesus, wait a minute. I got an excuse. I could tell you why. I, I, I didn't get to bed till late that night when, when that you're referring to, you know, and, 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 and then I just didn't feel like it was the right time for me to witness at that point. If I put him in front of you, it was the right time. Jesus, I, I just didn't understand that. I, I just didn't understand that, Jesus. And he says, well, son, when, when I told you to preach about Holy Ghost fire, keeping it real, keeping it ignited in you, do you think it was just for the people? Well, well no, Jesus. It was for you too. Keep it real. When you know you need to be in the altar, get to the altar. When you need to repent, repent. Okay, I, I wish I, I, I wish I, I, I just, I'm sorry. I just, well, I'm sorry. Don't work no more, son. You're not, this is not your home. I, I, I really had prepared this for you, but this is not your home. Hell was for Satan 
and his imps. Hell wasn't for you. But because there was sin in your life. Maybe, maybe I was a smoker. Maybe I'm a drinker. Maybe I'm a liar. Maybe I'm a, a womanizer. Maybe I'm, I'm just going through. You know what I mean? I'm just telling you what I... But today, son, is the day of judgment. Depart from me, for I know you not. Church, friends and family and guests, let me say this. I say this with much love. I'm sure we've all had different types of teaching, preaching in our lives, pastors in our lives. But the word of God said that salvation happens when I repent. And that means I turn away. I turn my back on my past. And if I stumble, I'm going to get back up and not go back, but go forward. Talks about once I've repented that I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of my sin. In the very end of that scripture, it talks about the gift and the promise that he would give you. And that is the spirit of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say this and I'm going to open the altar. I begin to think when you begin to lay out this message to me, I begin to think how it must grieve Jesus when we are selective concerning that which he has provided. We select certain things of the ministry of the word of God as though we have the right to decide which of the blessings we'll take and what, what provisions we'll, we'll take or what's best for us based upon our feeble perception. I want you to know Jesus is coming back. I don't know the day nor the hour, nor do I try to prophesy a day nor hour. The angels don't even know when he's coming back. But what we do know is that when he does come back, he's looking for a bridegroom. Those that he can take. I'm talking to you today. I'm asking you today to search yourself, search your heart. In these last days, we're going to need more Holy Ghost than we've ever needed before. Whatever last days this is, I'm not, I'm not saying tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, five years from now. I'm saying in these days, we're going to need more Holy Ghost than we've ever needed before. We're going to need the Holy Ghost like we've never had it before. If you want the Holy Ghost today, you can come today and receive it. Because I'm talking to everyone that needs the Holy Ghost today. I'm in hopes that like the day that Jesus went into that marriage supper, they were thirsty. They didn't know they were getting the good stuff. Jesus has the good stuff to give you. I believe he's here today hoping that you become thirsty enough to receive what he has for you. We need the Holy Ghost in our lives. I know it's not probably a popular message for any of us to hear. It is for the congregation that sits here in this church. But more than ever, we're going to need the Holy Ghost. More than ever, we need the Holy Ghost in our lives. It is what keeps me grounded with his word. It's what keeps me balanced. It's what keeps love in my heart. It's what keeps me from seeing color, which is what the world wants us to see. We'd like to divide a church. We'd like, and, and we divide people. Let me say divide people. 
ability to say, I love you. I love you. I love you. And not be fake. And not be fake. Every head bowed. Let me say this. There might be some of you that may don't maybe don't want to just step out because you're fearful of stepping out, coming up and being and starting to pray. We'll have someone come pray with you if you want to receive the Holy Ghost. If you just want to come and pray, that's fine. We will ask you, and if you just want to pray, we'll we'll let you pray. But if you want the Holy Ghost, we're going to pray with you to receive the Holy Ghost today in Jesus' name. Because He's here today. His power, His Spirit is in this place. Every head bowed. If you want to come out right now, if you want to step forward, come to the altar. Please know that the altars are open right now. We're not here to judge you. We're not here to condemn you. We're here to pray with you, to love you, and to see a mighty work move of God in your life.
guests. All our guests, we have a link room. We'd like to just greet you and give you a gift if you need to leave. Please meet us in the link room. Hallelujah. tug on your heart right now I want to encourage you to feel after his presence because there comes a day that when he's calling you and you reject him there's a day coming that he may no longer pull on your heart and many a men many a women have walked away from Jesus into eternity without his presence, his spirit in them. And the Bible says that we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Not only in truth is word, not only in word. A lot of people worship him in word, but we must have the spirit to worship him as well. They both go together. We must worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus is doing a work in your life. I believe he's asking, he's tugging at your heart today. I believe he's tugging at your heart. I'm going to ask every head to be bowed right now. Father, every soul that's in this sanctuary right now, I pray, God, that your word and that your spirit continue to do the work that it was to do when it was spoke from the lips of your your prophet, your shepherd today. God, that it touched the hearts of men and women, that it enlightened them, direct their footsteps, encourage them, let the power of the Lord bless them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, holy God of Israel, we worship you. Come on. Renew that. Renew the Holy Ghost. If you've had the Holy Ghost, renew it today. 